I also liked one of the things I noticed is the characters actually look like kids in this movie, which I thought was great. They didn't look like adults or maybe too old to be playing these parts. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually, I like that. These too. actually look like kids from in high school, you know, versus the, the <laughs> what they try and pass off for high schoolers sometimes. It's just like, no. Yeah. The whole grease vibe where like a jeff conway <laughs> could you 30, imagine 39 is just leaving high school could you imagine john travolta playing ramon in this yeah <laughs> uh dude um he fixes up his car after they wrote slurs all over it he goes don't worry this car is gonna be hydromatic systematic grease lightning Should we go now? Who ordered the chicken? I uh, I really respect this movie a lot too because it uses a lot of practical effects and just dope old school camera trickery and sets and um, a lot of the stuff that I love and it makes it feel. I would really love to watch this movie on a VHS tape, like uh, on a VCR. Ugh. I feel like it would just look so fucking good with being set in the sixties. And like, this is something I wish I had grown up with, honestly, um, just because it has such a cool vibe and um, all the monsters look pretty fucking terrifying um, to the point where I actually don't know which situation is the worst one to be in. Like the Herald one, that one kind of goes by quickly, but it's pretty, I forgot that when he gets stabbed, he starts turning into a fucking scarecrow. And that is horrific. Mainly, like watching be, the mainly because it has to be so dry. Like, like, like hay coming through his mouth. Oh, I would just want some, it's like he ate a bunch of saltines. You just want nourishment. You know what? You know what? They should have had him scream because he was like running out. Of, he's like, "Help, mom!" He should have just been going, "Hey!" <laughs> hey! Oh my god! But then the big toe one—that was uh, the tension leading up to that. When we finally hear, like, "Where's my toe?" Yeah, I mean, and the kid eating the soup. And fucking pulling that toe out of his mouth. Yeah, then he spills on the floor. There's also like an eyeball in there. What if <laughs> that's Kevin? What if Kevin <laughs> came in and spilled the chili? What's the year I like to make my Kevin's famous chili? Did he eat shit? <laughs> the only problem is I have to use one special ingredient: the dead toe of a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> what? Whoa, what was that last part? God damn. Not too spicy. Not too sweet. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the like the weird 
uh, thick, pale, stringy, dark-haired, smiley creature that absorbed the one kid into his into her stomach. It just had that creepy look. Well, the fact that that's a practical like costume applicate like every like the eyes blinking you can tell it's not cgi it's like an animatronic yeah look and then not only that the creature is scary but also the fact that the kid is stuck in a fucking not even a maze. it's like a uh a maze that's enclosing on him and there's no way out and yeah, no matter where yeah. he turns it made you f- it made the that's it- a definition of a nightmare yeah it made the predicament <laughs> more scary of course because everywhere he turned and then they did it enough to where he turned around and it was closer, 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 closer. Like it, it literally made you kind of feel claustrophobic to the point where it's not just claustrophobic where you're surrounded by, you know, walls, but you're surrounded by this horrific uh, being that just grabs and then just grabs and hugs him. Yeah. And then, and then you're watching it and then he was absorbed into her stomach. So yeah, aesthetically, I thought they... Did great with how they all looked, how all the creatures and whatnot looked, and how everything was shot. The red lighting of that whole claustrophobic thing looked awesome. I mean, and of course the '60s vibe that I picked up on right away. I was like, "Oh, is this like set in the '70s or something?" Or oh, I was like, "Oh, or is this '60s?" And so I looked it up. And I was, oh, no shit! Yep, perfect. Okay, they. They totally were able to translate it before they even said, or I knew it was set in the 60s. I could tell, mm-hmm. which tells me they did a good job of nailing it. So aesthetically, the look of the whole thing is a definitely a big thumbs up, first and foremost. It literally made me smile in the theater. I can remember it opening and we seeing the town, and I didn't know. I thought it was going to be a modern day set movie because I didn't really see the trailer. I didn't really care. Me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah. So it was a really nice surprise, unlike a trailer I want to talk about in a little bit that came out today. Um, that's set in modern time. Um, and yeah, that that they did that right. I thought the fucking script was like perfectly okay. And what's more important is they nailed the scary parts where I thought genuinely the Herald thing was pretty disturbing. The big toe thing was, I thought, like really tense and terrifying the pale lady was definitely like fucking nightmare fuel and then the um uh the spy the only one i thought was kind of like whatever because spiders don't scare me was the girl with the bite on her cheek the red spot and the spiders coming out i mean it's a little bit of like body horror but well i think it uh, uh, didn't really didn't affect me i like that they did that because it mixes it up because for uh example the person i watched this with horrified her that's that because that's her thing yeah spiders came out oh, what's coming out and you're looking at it and you think it like a hair's coming out of her cheek yeah and then it moves and it's like what and then all these spiders come out of her face and she's like covered and she can't get these for somebody i mean no one i don't think anyone wants that but for somebody that's their thing that's their like what the dark water and sharks are to me that's their thing uh so, okay, then, yeah, that's a fair point with the spider things. I mean, the, the movie definitely has a little bit of something for everyone. Um, and then the, the only one I remember in the theater not originally liking was the, is it the jangly man or something or whatever? That's the only one Jiggly, in Jiggly. theaters. I thought it wasn't as, I was like, oh, this is 
our ending monster. Uh, I, I didn't think it was that great, but after rewatching it now, um, I think they used a little bit of CGI as well as like a contortionist in a actual suit. So that the, per- me, the person was actually a contortionist that was on uh, America's Got Talent. So mm. he, there, you could probably find a YouTube video of him on that show. Okay. The person who played that part. So yeah. Yeah, that was that fine. That made me like it more. <clears throat> like, uh, I the agree with it. Yeah. Breaks the fucking sheriff's neck. Yeah. That was, at, yeah, I mean, uh, a severed head comes in and he's just shooting the hell out of it until he has no bullets left. And it just, I mean, smart. Smiles, <laughs> smiles and puts himself back together and just snaps the sheriff's neck. That was pretty cool. But yeah, originally I kind of thought, I was like, huh, this is like the final thing, it seems like. We're getting towards the end here. And I felt it wasn't as strong as some of the things I've already seen. But I, I mean, I guess looking back, thinking about it, it probably made the most sense to end with that. So I, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah. Like I said, they I thought they all looked really good aesthetically. It was pretty, I thought it was pretty straightforward. They find a book. Uh, and it's you just continue to go down the stories to the point where they slowly start to figure out like who's next, what name is next, and they're just the stories being written for them. It's easy to follow and everything looked good and the execution was good. It's just very it's not over the top. Wow, this is fucking amazing. And it's also like, wow, what a letdown. That was boring. It was just a very middle, this was a very middle of the road comfort, enjoyable experience. Especially yeah, for a newer movie like that, like yeah. this, you know. Oh, like well, like I said, I, I really love the the goose I love the Goosebumps franchise, but I thought the first movie was decent, but I wish it had been more like this. Um, darker, more scary, um, less CGI, more practical shit. But aside from that, what did you think of the the plot, the story with the background of Sarah Bellows and the mist? Because while all this is going on, they're investigating the mystery of the person who wrote the book, the person whose house they visit, which is a dope, creepy house, yeah. um, which they go to on Halloween. What do you think of that whole backstory with her and all that, the mystery aspect of the movie, them, them investigating? Well, there, yeah, there's a horrific story tied to that, which was our main plot. I, I think it was the perfect um, spine of the movie where all these other things and characters and chapters were off like ribs off the, that spine. That's good. I yeah. thought, you know, I thought that all fit well. Yeah. It, it's not like, yeah, it, it all created a, a, a fully formed thing that worked perfectly fine for me. It didn't seem forced. It didn't overdo it. it. Wasn't some, I didn't find it to be some dumb. Cause a lot of times it'd be the main plot could be something kind of stupid of years ago, someone uh you know so she drowned her all her kids in the tub in this house and what it was just simple and yeah like i said it's yeah. i think it's the perfect spine for all the ribs of the chapters that we saw yeah i don't know me I, well, no I think what really sold it that. i think what really sold me at the end when the lead character kind of gets brought back in time and is in sarah's place reliving the events that she had to go through uh-huh. and you find out all this shit and it's pretty just awful and then for me, what brings it home is when she sees the ghost of Sarah all grown up. I thought it was just genuinely fucking spooky looking. Um, uh-huh. And then our lead writes the truth in blood in the book. And that, uh, you know, takes the jangly man away. Um, and two things. One that dude, I remember in theaters when uh, Sarah, her ghost, she like fucking screeches. Uh-huh. 
uh. right before disappearing and everything that was so fucking loud in the theater <laughs> it actually made me jump jump and get mad because i was like oh fuck god damn it um and then the second thing i like too that when she writes her name in the book and you know she's like telling the truth the story and everything i like that it doesn't just undo everything like not her friends don't come back you know the bully isn't like walking around like waving at her you know like yeah at school the next day with a backpack they're not friends but they both know what they've been through Yeah, yeah i like that too I like that. Yeah, I love that it ends with her saying, I know with this book, I can try and get I can try and bring them back. I would rather have that be the ending than, oh, we undid everything. There was really no stakes to begin with. Yeah, all the kids come walking out like disheveled. What happened? Like that would have been. uh, Or God forbid, they just all wake up. They all fell asleep at a sleepover. Oh, yeah. That's one of the biggest tropes. They wake up on (laughs) Halloween night in the house. Yeah, they all turns out they fell asleep telling each other scary stories at in the dark. It's like I would I would have been so fucking dis- disappointed. The, the lead character at the end of the movie, and then right before credit says, "No more scary stories to tell in the dark." Yeah, boy, is that right? <laughs> Freeze frame, and then. <laughs> the jangly man comes out at the i was about to say you know what they would actually do they would all wake up oh thank god that was just a dream or then you know you're upset by that but then they're like wait you had the same dream yeah you mean then they kind of turn it's like a double turn uh, like krampus and, and they're like dad are you still here and they look up and it's you know jangly band or whatever <laughs> i mean some shit like that they're at no 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 i got one they're at, the, <coughs> they're at the high school and they're in the lunch line and that's when they're all realizing and then they look up and the pale ladies behind the counter <laughs> serving them lunch with like a hairnet yeah and she apron. goes have some more sloppy sloppy joes <laughs> i made them extra sloppy for you and ramon, hey, go, lady, ramon, yeah, ramon goes quit a lady you're scaring us credits Anyways, yeah, scary stories in the dark. I, I don't love it, but I, I really do like it a lot. It's a, it's a solid flick. It's, it, it doesn't get really anything wrong, but there's also just maybe a little something lacking that makes it really memorable. That's what I was just about to say because I have a lot of praise for me. I like it, and this is a, this will be a rewatch. I think I'll probably watch this next October if it's like readily available. This is something I'll totally have on. But I was gonna say. What are exactly are we? What is that special something that's meant? If everything aesthetically looked great, we had no problems with the plot. I had no problems with the acting. I guess it was just missing that X fact, that tangible. Yeah. Yep. You know, I guess you. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't. I don't know how to explain it either. Um. Because I think, uh, yeah. If I, somebody, if somebody can't, or <laughs> someone has a good idea, please comment on the Instagram or something. Maybe like what this we're missing. Is a- this is yeah this is weird because i don't i can't think of any other movie that we've covered where i can't really pick anything wrong with the movie no and i like it a lot but i don't love it like i wouldn't go out of my way to buy neca figures or anything for this movie or any kind of i don't know like i man. bought the mylor because of the personal they uh, look so cool there was like a set of yeah. all the different people from the chapters different horror creatures from the chapters i would be over the booth i think it'd be fucking awesome yeah. but yet here i'm still 
wondering what exactly was there some heart or romance like some kind of like love part that was missing from it was there like uh i guess the father from breaking bad and the kid i didn't really get too much oh something about the mom dying or running or leaving that i don't know that didn't really land with me it didn't affect me it i didn't really even think about it really yeah so maybe that maybe there was something like that was maybe that was lacking maybe what about ramon's story of being like a vietnam dodger and his brother yeah well okay it made sense because all the kids that go through shit it kind of relates to their worst fears like mm-hmm. when he was getting a, uh, or Mo was getting his, he was being called a coward yeah. by the ghost or whatever. So it was all kind of related to certain shit. So like, there's good callbacks with everything that involves so that. I mean, that's fine. That made sense for for that, but I, I didn't find that to be like a big, huge, cool plot line of like to make me emotionally attached to him or something. Yeah, I know. I but, thought but, everyone's but like, well, I don't know. I don't know. You're right. I don't... If you know, yeah. if you're listening to this and you know what's missing uh, or you have some ideas, go to our Instagram at Horflix Podcast. Send a message, write a comment, send some dick pics. Don't do that. No, don't. Don't do that. Um, and maybe uh, maybe you can fill us in on what's missing because I, I can't figure it out. And Yeah, I was just like spit, trying to like spitball on there to see if I could yeah, I don't know. I'm sure someone probably could like there's some decent reasons out there maybe that we just can't come up with at the moment. You know so. what? Maybe that's the pro- maybe it's too glossy. Maybe it's too solid that there's really no charm to it, you know, like imagine if Sam Raimi made this movie back in the day. It would probably have a hell of a lot of charm and just uh. like fun things like that. Instead it's just very popcorn glossy maybe charm is what it is it's a 2019 yeah. movie and although they did a good job aesthetically of making me feel it was the 60s maybe i inherently i look at it as like this is a 2019 shit movie uh, if that makes any sense at all no yeah i got and you it, yep. and it's what i expected they pulled it off it was good but yeah maybe it's charm maybe that's what it's but, missing a little bit of character that's what it is there it is so stay off our Instagram. Don't fucking write to us. Never <laughs> we mind. figured it out without yeah, you. Yeah, we, we figured it out. Go just, just, just do the dick pics. Leave <laughs> your comments to yourself. The that's what it is. It's, it's <laughs> okay. character. It's a little bit of. It's a director's flourish. Something that would make you go like, "Oh, this person directed that," and that's kind of the problem, yeah. I guess. Is like the guy who directed this. I mean, no offense to him, but he's only directed, I think, like two or three other things, and I've never seen them, but. It doesn't seem like he has, or at least with this, it's not much of a voice. Maybe it is missing that thumbprint, that special thumbprint that's, oh, that's a, this type of movie, or that's a. Even if it's a wrong decision, at least it makes you go, huh, that was weird or interesting. That It makes you latch onto it as being memorable. Whereas I saw this once in theaters and I remembered a good chunk of it, but on rewatch, you know, I was like, oh, I couldn't remember. I, I could understand why I would forget this a little bit. And that's what it is. It's the charm. It's the yeah. it's the personal thumbprint, as you were saying. And that said, still very much liked it. Yep. Very much liked it. So, yeah, it's very interesting how that strangely stood out to both of us. We were so on this, like, 
on the same page with that. That's that's actually really interesting. But like we said, definitely I recommend giving this a watch. Hell yeah, it's on you what know, Netflix? As of right now, it's currently on Netflix, readily available. It's been on there for quite a while too. So I mean, I'm sure it'll stick around. I mean, you can probably buy the Blu-ray off Amazon super cheap. <laughs> I bought it for like five bucks. Yeah, I was about to say you can probably get it for six bucks or god damn it, at this point this this might be one of those movies that might be in the bin at walmart for you know yeah. <laughs> for a few months it'll be this and two other movies from 2019 that went straight to dvd a nicholas cage flick yeah it's him just with a weird fucking dyed wig stealing <laughs> a fucking dinosaur skull or some shit you know say what you want I've, I've seen some of those flicks and he, they're actually decent <laughs> they're fun uh well hey. i love nicholas cage he's playing dracula in a upcoming dracula wow. remake movie nothing really makes more sense than that now does it him I, but he has to have the widow's peak like <laughs> yeah dude, yeah, dude. I, I, it's so easy to picture and i wanted to go all the way down to almost between his eyes <laughs> 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 just like he takes a stance you know that guy uh, in Seth Rogen's book, I finished that a while back, and he has. I think you uh, told me this. Yeah, some Nicolas Cage stories that I recommend listening to, where you get an idea of uh, the interesting character that is Nicolas Cage, who was so. T- I I don't know if he's just like a Jim Carrey guy who just slowly went too far down the Hollywood rabbit hole and slowly lost it more and more over time. But uh, I still have a soft spot in my heart for both of them. And- Okay, it is what it is, but that's scary stories to tell in the dark. And uh, we gotta see what scary story we're gonna be telling next week with a little strive, a very quickly put together strive. Scary stories to tell with farts, scary stories to tell with farts. No, you guys, you just like, no, what do you mean? Okay, okay. You I was wondering, yeah, if you just tell the story and you're farting during it, or you literally you speak the language of fart, like <laughs> like those characters from South Park, they're just actually just asses for faces, and everything they said just sounded. Like, <laughs> Dude, I was watching a clip from Tropic Thunder, and it was when all the fake trailers in the beginning, and I guess to Jeff or Jack Black's uh, the the fatties trailer when it's like a nutty professor and there's oh we need more beans and it's just all the farting and holy uh, shit dude i was fucking crying because i forgot about that shit robert downey jr's performance in that movie thank god it happened back then and we well, have supposed really, to be playing yeah. a he's supposed to be playing a mexican character in a jamie fox movie coming out sometime soon and oh fucking wow. champ Fuck it, I guess. Uh, I started watching uh, his Doctor Doolittle. Did you? <laughs> yeah, because I heard it was really quite awful. But it's Robert Downey Jr. and uh, I just recently introduced my daughter, my oldest daughter, to Doctor Doolittle movies. Uh, the first two that had Eddie Murphy. Doctor Doolittle two is funny as fuck. Is legit. First yeah. was good too. But by far, the best scene, in my opinion, just a quick sidebar here, go look it up. It seems so obvious. It seemed very improv to me. Look this up. 
when he's in there in the room with his uh, daughter, Raymond Simone, and he sees her report card and finds out she's not doing so well, whatever. He goes, you can't do that. Like he punishes her or say she can't go to whatever, whatever it is, cancels a trip, whatever it is. And uh, he goes, does it look like I care? No, she's like, you can't take my cell phone. And <laughs> yeah, she's so. Therese, <laughs> like, look at me, look at me. Look, do I look like I care? Oh, no, but he says, look at me a lot of times to the point yeah. where it seems like he was literally, he wanted the actress, Raven Smode, to yeah. like, like, have a bit, so look at me. But it worked. Like, hey, look at me, look at me, Therese, look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at me. And he gives like he just looks off and just has like his face it's just nothing an emotionless face see i don't care i don't give a damn I, the way he walked away like yeah. dude, oh, dude, dude you have to call her she's oh. call her she has the door locked she's in her room what? i'm supposed to call her i'm i'm supposed to call her my own house <laughs> oh okay Therese, open the door <laughs> okay all right okay he climbs out in the balcony he calls her Hey, baby, it's daddy. Oh, hey, daddy. Hey, you got, a, you got a second to talk. Why do I have to climb up on the side of a building to talk to you? Dad, dad, where are you? I'm outside. I'm right here. <laughs> and then he comes in. He's like, what you doing? What's all that? What's the... Dude. You can't be doing that. That fucking scene and him ending with the look at me, look at me, look, look at me. Like, look, and he, he just, his just quiet, deadpan, nothing face. I don't give a damn. And like walks the way he walks away. That is some such an underrated, legit comedic <laughs> fucking scene. Oh, dude. How about the boyfriend when he shows up? Oh, no. Eric. Reggie, yeah, uh, yeah. Day. I don't know. Big, what was uh, Biggie, uh, Biggie Mac? Is that what it was? Yeah, and it's Uncle uh, Uncle Phil from Fresh Fucking Prince. Uncle Phil. I've watched it in years. So when that popped up, I was like, Eddie Murphy and Mr. Uh, fucking Uncle Phil. I almost said Mr. Phil combined. I was, uh yeah i'm doing a scene back and forth each thinking that they're talking to their child god damn man there's some fucking steve's on who are you punk what <laughs> what dude talk about a fucking legit actor uncle phil dude yeah holy yeah. shit i mean I, he's had james some power. avery james avery rest in peace big man he was the shit uh so yeah dr little two is my recommendation uh, I'll pick it <laughs> when him and his wife are in the cabin dancing. It's like, oh, truly, and all the animals are watching, and he drops his wife. Yeah, what are you drinking? Gatorade? Gatorade? Start making wine now. <laughs> Just some of the fucking shit. Steve Zahn is the fucking uh, bear. God damn. When okay one more yeah, one more thing when he's trying to train the bear steve's on looking like blindfolded looking for the fucking berries or whatever the fuck that was hanging out and biggie mac the boyfriend why is he moving away from it he goes he's, not moving no, away. he's like is he afraid of it is he afraid? is he afraid he goes no he's not afraid of it eric he's uh <laughs> <laughs> he he acts that's what we were talking about with anchorman he acts the shit out of it and that's yeah. why it's so fucking funny because yeah. he looks like so, like he wants to be so passive aggressive, and no, I think he has a toothpick in his mouth, and he's like, he's not twirling it, it in his mouth. Dude, he's just looking at him. He's not. <laughs> no, God damn, it's such. I don't give a fuck anymore if he's you know, went on like later and done some you know some some weird movies, movie. You got Norbit and Tower Heist. And you got some kind of you know off kilter. I saw Norbit in theaters, by the way. Some off kilter shit. But at the end of the day, he's still Eddie fucking Murphy. And 
God damn, that motherfucker can fucking bring the heat. There were some great lines in the Tower Heist trailer, though. Like, if you <laughs> if you get shot in your face, it's over. <laughs> if you get shot in your cheek, it'll go through your cheek and go off the other side. Then what you gonna do? I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> gonna die. <laughs> gonna die. Eddie Murphy. I'm gonna have a little drink for the Murphy. I dude, I still um, watch his fucking stand up. Raw, holy fuck! Oh goddamn! So goddamn funny. Do you remember the bit about his uh, his aunt fa- falling down the steps? Yes. <laughs> aunt Bessie fell down the steps. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the the sound he made. The, oh goddamn! Yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy's the shit. His, a lot of that shit still holds up, I believe, because I mean I've watched clips uh, fairly recently, and when he came back to finally host SNL after all those years, I was. Fucking all there for it. The Gumby bit, buckwheat, goddamn. Real quick, one of my favorite lines from Raw is when he says that uh, women, all men cheat, whatever, all men fuck other women, mm. and he's like, I know, a, I know a woman who came in her house, caught her man in another in her bed, fucking another woman, and he, she freaks out, run down the hallway, he chase her after, buck ass naked with the heart on, talking about I'm sorry. And then, like, they're fighting. He's like, no, if you, if you were sorry, you, you wouldn't have fucked her. And he's like, hold up one second. God damn it. You hold on one minute. Yes, I fucked her. We fucked. Is that what you want to hear? I fucked her. I make love to you. <laughs> uh, oh, <man. coughs> the way he fucking acts it out, his fucking purple suit that he's got on. God damn. Oh. <laughs> it was looking good, man. On oh, SNL crushing it, hosting the show. He's a fucking teenager, fucking 19 or some shit. When he got dressed up in the white face, he got tra- and he, he was walking around like going inside store and people he'd be like trying to pay for the newspaper. I'm like, no, it's it's free. Take it, take it. And he's like, Are you sure? <laughs> what about what about not knowing for a while that he was the old white guy in the barbershop? Barbershop and uh, coming to America. I that one as a kid, as a young kid, one of my most quotable thing was he has that whole long joke that ends in the punchline is yeah yeah. But where's the spoon? Aha, uh-huh. aha, uh-huh. and no one's like ah. Oh, you don't know what funny is, you bastards. <laughs> Dude, you can shit on the Nutty <coughs> Professor movies for being dumb, but holy fuck. How amazing is that when it's like all of them sitting at the table having a conversation and it's genuinely I, charming, engaging, uh, uh, sweet, funny. You know what? That became a thing later that I think was easy to make fun of because of how bad that could be. How it's like, and it's like, you think of the trailer, how it's kind of like a punchline. Of, and Eddie yeah. Murphy as, and Eddie Murphy as. Well, look at the Eddie Murphy, as, you the, know what I mean? The Fatties yeah. trailer, yeah. So it was kind of kind of like that, but you have to realize at the time, and if you go back and watch it, that's a fucking comedic tour de force. Yeah, he's going around like crushing it as all these fucking different and no, like way different characters. Yeah, that's like, what made, you know what that's I mean? what blows my mind is each one of them is a <coughs> fucking not just like oh look it's Eddie Murphy in makeup it's a fucking character. Like exactly, yeah. Like the guy, they don't say what the guy in the barber. Like, this is beautiful. What is it, velvet? God damn. They're yeah. fucking arguing, and then it randomly cuts back to Eddie Murphy as the mom, and he, she's just petting her little baby's head. Amazing, Dude. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I swear, to God, it took me forever. Like, 
Eddie Murphy is completely unrecognizable as that fat kid doing the Hercules thing. <laughs> <laughs> like it, t- I, it, I was like, wow. Talk about a guy who could just get lost in character. He legit looked like a plump 12-year-old, man. You know, I, I heard that you should get your corn clean. I think I might go down and get my corn cleansed early. You want your corn clean? I'm going to clean mine. <laughs> Dude, the way he delivers that fart, the way he turns and shit, like, god damn. And he's like, he farts and he's like, oh, you see what you've done? I done messed up my jaws. <laughs> Oh man! Well, hey man, we uh, <laughs> we went off the rails. We really went off the rail. We literally just bookended scary stories to tell in the dark. We're just talking about Eddie, the career of Eddie Murphy, and the Anchorman movies. This rock is the fucking gerbil and the first doctor. <laughs> wow, Norm Norm McDonald, the dog. Oh, the, the yeah, lucky, lucky. Oh my god. Fucking possum shows up. I'm looking for my doctor to do that. The fuck, dude. Uh, hey, the beaver offers you a fish. You take the fish. Gatorade, Gatorade, make a wine now. God damn. Is it Kevin Pollock? Is that his name? Kevin Pollock. Uh, He's in he, Doctor Doolittle too. He's the like lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy from uh, Beetlejuice, the pedophile. Jeffrey Jones is in there. Yeah. I guess that, that must have been close to when he got fucking busted. Had to be. Because he's been kind of blacklisted for a while just doing indie bullshit. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah, I would hope so, too. I would hope so you'd be blacklisted. <laughs> I never I never uh, dipped the toe into Dr. Doolittle 3. Because it's just... Or the, 4 or 5. Oh my, oh, my God. Where they used, like, her the younger daughter... Oh, like kind of yeah. like how they made that Ace Ventura movie where they had the young kid play Ace Ventura's son. That movie, by the, I can't wait. I can't start talking about that movie. I, I can't. Listen to trivia. I, I can't because that he's not even like Ace Ventura. The whole okay. <laughs> son of Mask was a movie too. Jamie Kennedy. One point question. Uh a cover of Season of the Witch is heard in the closing credits of this film by what musician? Oh, shit. Uh, is, wow. Um, how about this? How about, let's, let's make that the three-point question. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Like, that's, that's tough. I, I I just so happen to know that song already. So I realized had I not, that would have been a more difficult question than what I was thinking. So I was kind of, uh, how about this? Who wrote the iconic original book series? Oh, sc- fuck. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, fuck. Uh... His name kind of pops up in a lot of shit if you read anything about this or... Is it Alan Schwartz? It's Alvin Schwartz, but yes, you got it. You got it. You got it. Okay. <laughs> Alvin Schwartz. Good call. It's just a name that I saw so many times that it even stuck out to me. So I was like, it's not as dope as R.L. Stein. Alvin Schwartz. Yeah, yeah I, guess, Alvin. I guess not. 
R.L. Stein has that. Every time I I say his name, like when I, if I picture it, I picture it in like the, a certain font. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's so like iconic. Uh, one point question: Halloween, nineteen sixty-eight, in this small town. What is the name of the small town in Pennsylvania where this takes place? Oh, fuck, dude, it's, you're picking the movie for this. It's mentioned <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> you're picking the fucking movie. I'm telling you now. I don't even know. Because um, I watched the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre trailer today. I knew that's one. what you were talking about. And uh, now I have the name of that town stuck in my head, Harlow. So uh, I couldn't tell you what the fucking name of this town is. Well, the name of this town, this small town, this was Mill Valley. Wasn't yep. in there, Rolodex. Never would have guessed that. And for the three point, do you have any idea of the musician that covered Season of the Witch at the closing credits? Hmm. No, no, kind of guess. You want to just guess, say like Rihanna or something? Allie. It is Lana Del Rey. Mm. But you're still in it because we there's a strive. It was a quickly put together strive. You're going to need to just name four, but I think there's a good chance of this because there's 82 options. You just got to name four. <laughs> no. I think I know what this is going to be. I think I know the question. Go ahead. You just need to get four points to get five total because you got the Alvin Schwartz. Uh, I just need you to name four out of the 82 scary stories to tell in the dark. The name (laughs) of the stories, individual stories. You might want to start literally start looking up a movie you want to pick because you can even use stuff from the movie. We just okay. watched it. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, you can, I was gonna say if I you can name the four. In, yeah, if you can name the four in the movie, we'll take it. Well, yeah, let's talk about this for a second because I, I don't know if we covered it. I was a Goosebumps kid. I was not an uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. I mean, I obviously saw some of the artwork as a youngster, but definitely not as much as R.L. Stein and Goosebumps made an impression on me. And then same thing with um, I missed out on the Are You Afraid of the Dark show. Oh, okay. So I did. I don't know anything about that either. Um, but from here, oh, I think there's the Red Spot. The Red Spot. Is that one? I think you're right. It's going to take me uh, a little time because there's like a little uh, like I said, there's 82 of them. And they're not like all together. The red spot, I'm pretty sure, is the one of the uh, the pimple one. I, I think the pale lady. I think that's one. Um, I remember think I I said um, I was first and foremost uh, Goosebumps guy as well, but I was also familiar with Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, to a little bit lesser extent, and then to a lesser extent, I was familiar with Scary Stories Tell in the Dark. And I remember being surprised that this one opened with um, the short that it did because I thought it was not nearly one of, I thought there was a lot better ones than yeah. what they used in this movie. Um, well, maybe in the sequel. That's true. I mean, yeah, I guess they have a lot to. I'm going to uh, say the, the red Django- spot is correct. Okay. The pale lady. We're going to accept the pale lady 
it's actually i believe called the dream but when i looked it up on this other website it says the dream but it's in parentheses or the pale lady and if that they're willing to so it's apparently it's called the dream god damn looking at the pale she is pretty uh horrific looking god damn like especially when you see her like in gif form like the way like the lighting is and shit yeah god damn um yes imagine seeing that thing come at you i did after too many drinks one night um so that we will accept the red spot, the pale lady, or the dream, I believe, is actually West Hub, but we will accept Do they that. have a mask at Trick or Treat Studios of the pale lady? I asked about that earlier. I was saying, wow, I bet that they have masks from this movie. That would be awesome. I was yeah, already thinking about pretty that. pretty sick. Holy shit. Do they have uh, more? Look, hang on. Stand by. All right. Well, my next guest is uh, Harold the Scarecrow. Yep. That's it's one? Called, it's called Harold. Okay. Are you um, looking at the mask and getting the names? No. I am not even there yet. Um, That's Harold. three. So, um, name, yeah, name one last one. I think it's the Jangly Man. Yeah, Jangly Man. That's my last guess the jangly man kind of love all the names and shit that they come up with for oh these. shit the the short that might that actually might be called like whatever the jangly man says he says like toe we ah something something and that might be the name of the story too i can't remember hmm so oh i don't think nope i think the I jangly don't... man is like made for this movie you have the big toe was another one featured in this oh i didn't even say that yeah so that would definitely been well i'm gonna pick in the movie i got it wrong i only got three well <clears throat> it was a valiant effort we still gave the points for the pale face lady but that was actually called the dream just in case people were sticklers um so now I got to come up with a movie on top of my head. Well, I did it with this one and it worked out all right. But now, what am I going to do? So, what have we covered lately? We've psycho, we've covered a bunch of shit 1408, fucking Ice Cream Man, Psycho Gore Man. Um, holy fuck. I'm, there's so much shit we've covered, dude. So, so <laughs> back to back. Let's cover 2010s. It is currently on HBO Max. Rubber. Okay. This was a movie I knew about growing up as a kid, and everybody would just try and tell me to watch it because they're like, it's about a fucking tire that blows people up like telekinesis and i was just like okay like i get it like i get it i ne- and i refused to watch it because i was just so sick of people acting like it was the best thing ever so you've never seen it never seen it well 
we're about to uh, hit the road. Hit the we're pavement. About to, we're about to burn some rubber. We're about to burn some rubber. And just to like get into the, you know, sometimes we'll, you know, when we watched uh, Jaws 3, we had our themed drinks that I thought were cool, our little fish bowls. We've had Christmassy drinks. I think that for our next podcast, let's do the whole podcast wearing condoms the whole time. <laughs> I'm down for that. And yeah, it'll be, I don't know, we'll get we'll really uh, get into Black the, condoms. Yeah, I think it's a good year to do that. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> we tired. did so we did so much laughing, like my energy. Yeah, I out. think yeah, I think we uh we overstayed our welcome. <laughs>